0: Sangram here, I got a special announcement for you. I have been part of the Peak Community for almost a year now. And here's the thing, less than 1% of the marketers become CMOs. And you know what's even harder? Staying a CMO without a high caliber peer network that can help you beat the odds. In Peak Community, they build a community around you by creating exclusive events and experiences to help you become 1% better each week so you can get promoted have an impact and do the best work of your life this episode that you're listening to is an example of the conversation that happened literally every single day in the peak community so check out the link is below if you want to be part of it it's only for marketers so make sure you're not a lurker but someone who want to have an impact and do the best work of your life let's go everyone, and welcome to today's Lunch and Learn as part of the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange. I am delighted to be here with you all and um, really looking forward to today's discussion around segmentation. So my name is Beth Tilgis. I am the Director of Field and Customer Marketing at Demandbase. And segmentation is um, it's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and it's also extremely important when we're talking about uh, building out and scaling your ABM, your account-based marketing strategy. So looking forward to sharing some best practices, kind of some tips and tricks, um, lessons learned along the way from our own practice, and uh, ready to dive in. So before we Get a little bit further into segmentation. I did want to just level set and talk about kind of the impact that account-based marketing is having in today's um, in today's marketplace. So when we take a look at that, um, this is a research uh, benchmark research we did with Topo, and we're really seeing that the impact of ABM uh, outperforms traditional B two B tactics. And what we're realizing, too, is the benefits kind of improve over time. So what we're seeing here is kind of a summary of that research, but we're realizing that one of the key benefits here is that um, account-based marketing really tightens that alignment between sales and marketing. So um, that's kind of first and foremost, and we often talk about that alignment really being kind of the cornerstone of a successful ABM strategy. There's, of course, a lot of other benefits that are indicated here when we're looking at um, overall lifetime value of accounts, upsell, cross-sell, close rates. So there's a lot of different metrics that are reported here, but really wanted to hone in um, and just in the spirit of this this event, Um, the alignment between sales and marketing certainly tightens um, over time when we're deploying account-based marketing. So with that being said, I wanted to share uh, with you um, what we call our ABM maturity model. And this is, um, think of it kind of as a roadmap or maybe even a heat map of all of the different kind of tiers and levels of maturity when we're looking at an, oh, a holistic kind of an overall um, account-based strategy. Um, the, the first column that you're seeing here on the left is really about that sales and marketing alignment, starting with the philosophical alignment, and then ultimately working up to what we would call a tier three um, maturity when we have shared goals and alignment across both sales and marketing. The second column is where we're gonna spend most of our time today, and that is really about building the target account list. So there's a lot of different approaches to how you build out that overall list, and it's really important to have that kind of solidified as we more, um, we're more we going to work towards more of a mature segmentation strategy. So anywhere from, um, you know, company size or industry targeting kind of at that tier one. And then ultimately, we're, we're moving into more of an overall positioning um, and targeting strategy for these different segments. So I don't want to dis, uh, discard the other columns here because we're certainly focused on kind of marketing programs and ultimately measurement. Um, those will come into play as well. But for today's session, we're gonna be focused on that target account list and really further segmenting that account list. And another piece to note too is um, we partnered with the ITSMA and are, have really been developing out kind of the different types of ABM. And this is where it kind of plays out in theory. So um, if you've ever worked with uh demand base or the ITSMA, you will have probably seen something similar to this this model here. But um, the the key pieces are starting at the top of this pyramid, kind of that one-to-one approach. So that's where we're really creating highly customized programs for a smaller set of individual accounts. Um, and as we worked it, our way down this, this pyramid, we're looking at the one-to-few in the middle here, which is we're still creating those um, high- you know, lightly customized programs, but we're starting to see clusters of accounts. We're starting to see different segments, groups of accounts that have similar needs, issues, um, and and quite honestly, are maybe in market for a, a type of product or service. And then we're seeing the investment and the ROI per account kind of go down here as we go towards our one to many, um, one to many type of ABM. And that's where we're starting to leverage technology to really kind of scale out. And personalize our campaigns, um, but again, at scale. So technology is able to help us scale and really increase the number of accounts that go into to this segment. So this is what the three types of ABM really looks like in theory, and let's visit um, what it looks like in practice as well. So in practice, we're still going to use this same kind of uh, same kind of graphic for um, telling this story. But um, we're looking at that one to one again. That's that smaller group of accounts. The one, the the one to one is really maybe five, fifty. I've seen seventy five accounts. We're we're prioritizing those key accounts more of a strategic approach. We're still customizing our programs for each of these accounts, and this really becomes um, really more of an engagement story. And we are focused on the relationship here. So this could be even the top. 70 to 80% of your overall revenue. And then one to few, this is where our segmentation gets really fun is we're starting to group these accounts by clusters. Um, Maybe it's five, 25, upwards of 100 accounts kind of in each of these different segments. And we're really focused on these, um, maybe similar issues, maybe similar needs, um, where they are in their buyer's journey starting to talk about how how we can cluster those accounts. And we'll get further into that in a moment. This is still, um, we're starting to get closer to an engagement and lead-focused approach here. And then as we move down into that one-to-many, that's where we're prioritizing net new accounts, new opportunities for sales. Um, We're we're doing light personalization, customization. But again, that's more of that lead-focused and this could be hundreds, maybe even thousands of accounts. So I wanted to just share with you that um, just to kind of set the stage as we get closer um, to the segmentation. So let's dig right in. So segmenting your market. I, I think it's um, safe to say as B2B marketers and sales professionals, I think that we all know that each of our different um, Groups have specific objectives we have goals that we're trying to accomplish. so it's important to take a look at that and really understand as an organization, what are we focused on? Is it um, we're rolling out a new solution? Are we really focused on overall revenue growth or customer success, retention, upsell? Maybe we're trying to change market perceptions. So as we talk about segmentation, it is important to understand what are the overall Objectives, what are the overall organizational goals, and how can we all help support those? So, with that in mind, we're going to look uh, into what I call the segmentation pie here. And this is just one way to think about how you can really slice up that target account list. So, again, we're taking all of these kind of um, business objectives in mind, and how can marketing and sales support those? by taking a closer look at our overall target account list, our overall audience, and understanding um, what we're trying to accomplish within each of these. So this could be a little bit of an eyesore. I know there's a lot going on when we're looking at the prospect slice of the pie, the customers, the partners, and then all of the different ways to segment from there. Um, I'll just give an example to kind of paint this and illustrate it a little bit further. Uh, So if we're looking at the organizational goal that we're supporting is we're trying to increase financial services revenue by 20%. So when we look at the prospect part of the pie and we're looking at industry, that's where we can really hone in on a specific group of accounts, those clusters of accounts when we're thinking about the one-to-few, the one-to-one-to-one. Another piece here is customers. Uh, We can think about segmentation when we're we're looking at our overall customer base by grouping accounts based on where they are in their customer journey. Are they potentially up for um, an upsell or cross-sell opportunity? Is their renewal approaching? Um, How can we group these accounts and market to them differently than maybe the rest of our customer base based on where they are in that, that journey? Another one I wanted to point out when we're looking at this kind of visual here is the sales stage for prospects. So yes, we do have our current pipeline and they deserve a different type of experience, a different type of um, overall kind of marketing programs than maybe it's a net new prospect where we're just trying to build awareness or create that opportunity. So just another way to think about how you can segment out your, your prospect base. As we, let's think about this as more of a um, an overall approach when we're looking at that kind of heart hierarchy. So we have our total addressable market, and these are all companies that could potentially buy from you. So um, we all know that that is, that can be hundreds, thousands, of a large group of accounts that are in our total addressable market. But as we distill this down even further, we want to look at accounts that are, suitable clients that really meet our overall ICP. But the sweet spot and where account-based marketing and and segmentation gets fun is in the target accounts. Um, So this is really going to be a focus on a certain group of accounts. Um, Again, maybe it's hundreds, maybe it's thousands, depending on on your organizational goals. And um, another piece to, to think about, too, is how many accounts per sales rep do we need in our overall target, on our overall target account list? Maybe these are accounts that are showing intent signals, they're in market for your products and services, so they would fall into that target account um, bucket as well. But let's boil it down a little bit further and look at really what's the top percentage, top 15 to 20 percentage of that overall target account list that is really gonna be the primary focus for sales and marketing. At demand base, we have um, the top 20 percent of our total addressable or our target account list. we have uh, what we call the AE top 30 so that is each of our account executives have partnered with marketing to identify their top 30 accounts um, that would really kind of make or break their year so it's important to identify these accounts and kind of march forward together um, and really that's where we're spending a lot of our, our our marketing muscle, our budget, um, again, this is really that that top fifteen to twenty percent of the total um, target account list and of course, we need to be focused on our current opportunities. These are accounts that are in our pipeline, depending on the stages, they're going to be uh, marketed to differently than again kind of those net new accounts and our customers. we talked about when we looked at that the segmentation pie. We talked about how are those um, customers going to be marketed to differently based on where they are in their customer journey, based on what their upcoming cross-sells, upsells, and even renewals look like. So that's just one way to think about kind of the the market hierarchy. But I want to dig in a little bit further into kind of what we call our um, account segmentation model. So if we go back and revisit the uh, pyramids that we had talked about when we, were, we partnered with the ITSMA on, we're looking at the one-to-one, the one-to-few, and the one-to-many. Those are certainly important when we're looking at the segmentation model. Um, and then we have that kind of traditional demand gen or the ICP uh, tactics that are in play as well. But the fun part is now we're laying, layering in messaging. So we have different types of messaging that these, these segments of accounts are receiving. If you're starting on the left here, we're looking at based on intent topics. So how can we segment our, uh, each of these groups of accounts based on the intent signals that they're showing? Another layer here is uh, marketing campaign engagement. Are they opening emails? Are they visiting the website? Are they downloading? Um, white papers, e-book, ebooks, books whatever type of content you might have. So these are accounts that are really chosen based on kind of coupling those intent signals um, with the campaign engagement. And then we also have our standard messaging. So that is covering um, all the different tiers of tiers of accounts, types of ABM. But we have that standard messaging that's kind of always on, always in market. And then our vertical messaging. So I gave the example earlier when we're talking about um, financial services. Maybe that's a, a goal, an objective of the organization to increase those sales uh, by twenty percent year over year. So we're how can marketing, you know, deliver specific vertical industry messaging to those financial service financial services accounts? The best part about this visual is. If you can see here, if you're looking um, horizontally, we have these solid lines. So accounts are going to stay in their respective segments, whether it be one to one, one to few, one to many, um, but they are going to move across based on messaging. So um, an example here would be again, we have a financial service organi- services organization who is receiving vertical messaging, they're being served uh, content that's specific to financial services, but maybe they're also showing high intent. So if we look at these dotted or dashed lines, that account might be moving over from that vertical messaging into receiving uh, messaging that's very specific based on the intent signals they're showing. So that's just one way to think about it. The other other piece that's really important to note here is this top piece. When we're looking at, again, those open opportunities, this is our current pipeline, and we're looking at our customer base. Those are typically going to fall into the one-to-one, more of those strategic, or the one-to-few, that kind of top 15 to 20% of our overall target account list. We also want to take into consideration, okay, who are the contacts that we're trying to market to? Who are the contacts that we're engaging with at each of these accounts? Of course, this is an account-based model, but that's another thing we we kind of overlay in these segments is how do we engage with the specific um, decision makers, the buying committee at these accounts. So, this is a great visual. Um, It's kind of a, a A small snapshot of the overall segmentation model. Um, But let's get into some of the different types of tactics that uh, we're starting to see with each of these these segments. So again, we're going to um, keep with the one-to-one, the one-to-few, and the one-to-many in terms of this this model here. Um, So let's start with the one-to-one. This is really going to be, again, that smaller group of accounts. Maybe it's you have five strategic accounts. Maybe it's upwards of 50. And let's look at kind of uh, channel by channel, different types of tactics that you could be using for this group of accounts. For for field events or um, even events in general, you could be looking at um, kind of that VIP experience. So this could be the top 70, 80 percent of your overall revenue. current revenue or goals. And so for field marketing, we want to make sure we're getting that VIP touch, that VIP experience to this group of accounts. Direct mail, this is an opportunity where we can do highly personalized kind of custom packages um, for for these accounts. They're going to be receiving custom digital experiences, and we're really going to be putting the highest spend per account um, towards these accounts when it comes to our account-based advertising strategy. As we move down into the one-to-few, this is where we have those clusters of accounts. Um, maybe it's five, uh, five to 25 accounts per each. And depending on your business, that might be um, three to five clusters of each, of each of these segments. So types of tactics, we are still doing um, you know, invites that have kind of these high densities of target accounts. From a regional perspective, that might be a field marketing approach. Um, we're doing company branded items from a direct mail perspective. Things like um, serving up relevant content to these industries. Maybe there's a case study that's very specific to that industry as well. So getting that content you know, front and center um, in these different kind of clusters or segments of accounts. From an advertising perspective, maybe we're doing uh, programmatic retargeting. We're starting to decrease the spend per account in this group, depending on those overall kind of business objectives. And then um, as we go into that one to many, this is the thousands of accounts. Maybe well, maybe it's hundreds, thousands of accounts, depending um, on your, your business. But we're starting to use um, things like those, you know, regional trade shows, or now in today's world, those. Uh, virtual events, different webinars that are a little bit more broad-based. We are still doing things like direct mail, where we have uh, maybe a little bit lower cost items. We're personalizing the the overall website experience, and we're doing um, account-based advertising, but we're being a little bit more efficient with our spend per account. So these is, this is just some of the ideas. I know we didn't cover all of the different channels within marketing, um, but this just gives you some ideas on different types of programs, campaigns that can be run for each of these groups of accounts. And if we go back to the what I call the segmentation pie, um, that's where we can start to see an opportunity. There's a lot more we can expand on here where we're looking at. Um, where they are in their buyer's journey. So that's another way to think about how we can start doing maybe a specific program based on um, pipe stage. So we've done that here at Demandbase where we have a campaign that we're launching that has a program that's very specific towards um, kind of pipeline acceleration. So those are always fun to work on. (laughs) Let's jump forward here and look at uh again, some of these are are repetitive in terms of the tactics for these three types of a b m and how we're segmenting our overall audience. but the key piece I wanted to emphasize here is really the um the multi channel approach so when we think about our different segments um and I'll keep referencing the the pie when we keep when we think about all right, we have a specific industry that we're focused on or we have a Um, group of customers that are up for renewal within a given quarter, we take a closer look at those and making sure that we're not just kind of operating in a silo. So those those groups of accounts, um, maybe they do need that one-to-one kind of executive presence, but they also are interested in attending webinars or maybe uh, roadshows, virtual events, things like that, that you have in play. But when we start to look at the one-to-few, we still have traditional marketing. We have email marketing. We have those webinars. Now we're starting to do web personalization. Um, so you can see at the bottom of this, this image here, the individualized um, outreach and the customization is going to uh, increase as we kind of get closer to that one-to-one ABM. The one-to-many, we, are still, uh, we still have, again, traditional tactics like email marketing, roadshows, events, um, but we're also incorporating things like paid social media and account-based content syndication. Um, and again, this is, not, this is not comprehensive in terms of all the different types of tactics for each of these groups or segments, but the key piece here is that multi-channel is really essential in terms of the effectiveness of how we are targeting these segments of accounts. So that is all I had prepared today. Um, I hope this was helpful. It's a very kind of short snippet of um, again best practices when it comes to segmentation and how it plays a role in your account-based marketing strategy. Um, there's a lot of content out there. So again, Beth Tilgis, I'm the director of field and customer marketing and Demandbase has a ton of content on how you can further segment out your audience. Also, as you're partnering with sales to build out your, your initial target account list before you get into segmentation, there's a lot of great resources out there. Um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. It was a pleasure to be here today, and I hope that you enjoy the rest of the conference, and I hope to meet you in person um, very soon. So. Thank you so much for your time and take care and have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the flip my funnel podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. Subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening until next time.